the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, which is dipietro.com. This uh, this pro- portion of the program is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery. Stop in and see them. It's a new year. They're waiting for you. Delicious food is waiting for you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakdown Hill Road in Lincoln. And make sure you check out the new deck that they have added as well. Well, folks, good afternoon. Again, right now it is uh, 106. I want to bring you up to speed. It's the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11 and we go until 2. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Um, and we do the Facebook Live both at noon and then, for instance, today we were at the courthouse where they had the hearing. You can uh, see all the news stations. It's really, I mean, I think it's kind of the, it is the news of the day, this uh, horrible story. Man admitted to drinking beer, smoking pot prior to crash that killed teen. But still not sure that that's going to uh, come into play. We're talking about the story in Warwick. Let me um, see some of the Charlestown men accused of causing a crash appeared in court Tuesday. Aramis Segura walked in the courtroom as tears face a judge. This is the uh, Channel 12 story. Leaving the scene of an accident. Uh, he's driving 195 early hours. Hit Olivia Passaretti's car from behind, pushing it off the road down an embankment. Uh, she was pronounced dead at the scene. During the arraignment, the judge granted a request from Rhode Island State Police to increase the bond from 10000 to 250000 But he'll be held on superior court violations. Oh, yeah, there he is. Okay, so they got a good shot of him. Uh, it was pool coverage. According to the state police, admitted drinking three beers, smoking pop before getting behind the wheel. Uh, Passaretti's family was in the courtroom. That's not true. Just her. Just her stepfather. Continue to call for justice. Her stepfather started yelling. That was uh, Dennis. You killed my girl. Then exercise, exercised from the courtroom by the judge. I don't know about that. It was no. That's not what happened. But anyhow, um, he also said he called him a coward. Uh, Twelve news learning had been arrested more than a dozen times in the past. Each resulted in felony conviction. No contest for misdemeanors. While served. Time in prison, the sentencing of majority was suspended. It was released on probation. So let me just, um, they do have, let me just check. I want to see the, so they have the video, I believe. I want to see if we have the video of, uh, all right, I'll, I'll, oh, here we go. I just want to just check the video because it was pool coverage, which is fine. Um, I just want to check the video. Uh, I don't know what they're showing here. Oh, is that where the crash was? Oh, goodness. Oh, okay. They're showing where it went wrong. All right, hold on. I, um, let me pull this up, folks. I have better sound that we can play of that. I'm seeing, uh, they have, Channel 12 has crash footage. Uh, let's see. Let me just bring, here we go. Uh, and again, folks, a 109, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. It's, it's frightening that this, 
this dirt bag is out there, but they are. Let me just, uh, okay, this should be it. Let me just do that and that. Uh, and then we will play it for you. Okay. And right now it's uh, 12.10. All right, let me go back to, I don't know why that's not, why that's not playing. Here we go. And we, I want to see that video again. All right, let me play. I think I have it from this one, then. Let me play it from this one. Here we go. Olivia Pastoretti, 17, was unresponsive and was later pronounced deceased at the scene. The Mercedes was observed to be unoccupied with heavy front-end damage. Preliminary investigation revealed that the great Nissan Altima bearing Rhode Island registration Dash 2 was traveling in the second lane on Route 95 South in the city of Warwick. The great Mercedes bearing Rhode Island registration 404932 was traveling at a high rate of speed in the high speed lane behind the Nissan. At a point south of exit 10, Mercedes crossed into the third lane of travel and into the second lane. The front passenger side bumper of the Mercedes subsequently struck the rear. All right, I'm going to, uh, folks, I just want to stay on schedule. Uh, and I, I also want to recognize, I know that but but this I, I want you to understand why this case is so significant is because we we need changes. We can't allow to continue to have all of these progressive socialists dictating policy here in the state. And and they are. And it doesn't even seemingly matter where exactly they are, but 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 they are. And it has to come to an end because the, the system right now, it, it's not protecting regular people. The whole focus right now of this, of this entire state seemingly is, it's as if, as I said, it's, it's just all for these advocacy groups. And, you know, that there's no reason what about oh i'm seeing all right channel 12 has some footage of where they show tragically where the car went off the road and then um and then where it went right into a tree oh my goodness terrible um and then i believe i want to just hear the state police part okay Members approached the Nissan in the woodline and the sole occupant of the vehicle. Olivia Pastoretti, age 17, was unresponsive and was later pronounced deceased at the scene. The Mercedes was observed to be unoccupied with heavy front-end damage. This is the state police. Preliminary investigation revealed that the gray Nissan Altima, bearing Rhode Island registration, Dash 2, was traveling in the second lane on Route 95 South in the city of Warwick. The great Mercedes bearing Rhode Island registration 404932 was traveling at a high rate of speed in the high speed lane behind the Nissan. At a point south of exit 10, Mercedes crossed into the third lane of travel and then into the second lane. The front passenger side bumper of the Mercedes subsequently struck the rear end of the Nissan. As a result, the Nissan was pushed into the first lane, then into the grassy shoulder, down an embankment. The Nissan struck a tree in the embankment and rolled onto its roof where it came to rest. The impact caused the Mercedes to spin several times before coming to final rest in the breakdown lane. Several witnesses of the crash remained on scene and advised members of the Wickford Barracks that the operator of the vehicle that caused the crash, who was operating the silver Mercedes, had fled the scene. 
canine personnel as well as an infrared drone were deployed in an attempt to locate the fleeing suspects but yielded negative results. While further speaking with the witnesses on scene, witnesses stated that the fleeing operator of the silver Mercedes fled into the wood line and returned back to the vehicle to gather personal items for approximately two minutes before fleeing again. The only description of the operator was that he was a male. Witnesses further advised that prior to the crash, they observed the silver Mercedes traveling at high rates of speed. Checks of the silver Mercedes, which had registration plate 404932 affixed to the vehicle, displayed the vehicle to be unregistered and belonged to a black Toyota. Troopers inventory the Mercedes and observed several empty Corona bottles and detected the odor of burnt marijuana. Check of the VIN displayed on the silver Mercedes displayed the previous owner to reside in the town of Lincoln. Troopers responded to the last owner's residence at approximately 5 a.m. where a bill of sale, a copy of the bill of sale was produced. Uh, it was determined to be sold to an Alicia Peckham. should be noted that during the investigation on site at the crashing, Alicia, Alicia Peckman, the vehicle was sold to, arrived at the scene of the accident and spoke with troopers. Wow. At that time, she stated she was attempting to locate her, her boyfriend, ah. Mr. Segura, but was unsure if it was, it was his vehicle that was involved. It was I should have grabbed her right then. The scene of the accident towards East Greenwich, where he came into contact with someone walking on the street and requested to use their cell phone. At that time, Mr. Segura used the cell phone to contact Ms. Leach. Peckham to pick him up. Mrs. Peckham stated she hadn't seen her boyfriend in approximately two weeks. Why? She invited troopers inside, and troopers ultimately located Mr. Segura hiding under his bed. Hiding under the bed. Mr. Segura and Peckham both voluntarily agreed to respond back to the Crown State Police headquarters and provide formal statements. During the statement, Mr. Segura admitted to being the operator of the Mercedes, as well as leaving the scene after the accident. Also, should be noted, Segura admitted to having three beers and smoking marijuana prior to the accident. Your Honor, uh, extensive criminal history with a variety of uh, different criminal charges. Uh, we're requesting 250000 with surety, free trial services, and monitoring, and no driving. Again, good afternoon. On Saturday, January 1st, 2022. Oh. All right. Well, we did hear it. I just want to play that. Hold on. I want to just play the last part. You hear them yelling the family as he's walking out. Listen, folks, just listen to this last part.
exceed the guidelines here um, because he's a violator? Is that is that your basis of it? You know, based on his, his violation, his criminal history, the fact that he was hiding under his bed, fled from the scene. Um, the fact he was hiding under his bed. Listen to the family. What a pathetic, what a pathetic individual. And you also heard immediately, folks, and again, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Let me, I want to uh, stay on schedule here. This portion of the program is brought to you by... R.E. Coogan and Heating, it's Coogie. Folks, it's a new year. Call R.E. Coogan and Heating today at 401-732-6562. 401-732-6562. R.E. Coogan and Heating, it's Coogie. It's a new year. If you're having a problem with, in fact, uh, any element of your heating system, call uh, R.E. Coogan and Heating today, 401-732-6562. Right now, now listen, it's cold out. And maybe, for whatever reason, your heating system is not working properly. Call R.E. Coogan and Heating today at 401-732-6562. As Coogie says, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. It's R.E. Coogan Heating 401-732-6562. Now, I also want to mention that I did just see that Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee is finally calling out the Rhode Island National Guard. He is finally, and but guess where they're going? That is exactly right. Central Falls. Governor McKee is calling out the National Guard, but of course, as I almost like on cue, he's sending them to Central Falls. Why is he sending them to Central Falls? What about the rest of the state? I want to read exactly what the governor is uh, saying, and I'm also wondering when is, let me just check if in fact we um, are going to, oh, let me see this. Uh, let's see. Interesting. Okay. Um, I, I, I want to read exactly that. And this is a development that Governor McKee, initially, he did not want to call out the National Guard. Now, you may say, well, what do you mean he didn't want to call out the National Guard? Well, he didn't want to call out the National Guard because... Because Governor Baker had called out the National Guard. So then he didn't want to be seen that he was basically like following Governor Baker in calling out the National Guard. But I want to just pull up. um, Look at this, folks. Up to 80 Providence police face potential termination in less than two weeks with the new city vaccine mandate looming. Does that make sense to anyone? Does that make sense to anyone that can Providence afford to get rid of the police? Here we go. Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee. Big announcement just happened. Um, Oh, another announcement. Okay. 
let's see. Uh, we've remobilized 180 National Guard members to address the current COVID surge. Rhode Island National Guard is supporting vaccination and testing through Rhode Island, including being on the ground in Central Falls today. <laughs> Even though when they're in uniform, they scare the illegals off. Governor McKee also tweeted out, Today, I also toured the Rhode Island Hospital Emergency Department and meet with frontline healthcare workers. Our team is finalizing operational plans for the Rhode Island National Guard to provide the support to hospitals in cooperation with their facility leadership. Thank you to the Rhode Island National Guard consistently stepping up to support the Rhode Island COVID response. So, you have that up to 80 Providence police could end up uh, fi- facing termination because they won't get the vaccination. So now other people are picking up on it. He's indicating he's finalizing plans to send them in to help the staff at the local hospitals. Um, <laughs> he didn't want to do. Uh, oh, I like that. Justin Katz put out a story. Please no fung for governor. I agree. I, I Listen, I voted for him twice, but unless maybe, hey, there's no one else to run. Maybe it is. Uh, Ian Donis tweets out, I spoke this morning with Rhode Island Senate GOP leader Dennis Algier. He confirmed my report. Some people encouraged him to run for governor. He said, as I predicted, he will not run for governor. Uh, let me tell you about that. Uh, Dennis Algier, if, if he had... Um, announced that he was running for governor, I wouldn't have supported him. I wouldn't have supported him. So, maybe they'll go to Alan Fung. Maybe the third time is the charm. Um, Boy, that would be interesting within the Republican Party. Because his wife, Barbara Ann Fenton Fung, um, uh, not exactly endearing herself to many members of the Republican Party. So that's an interesting one. Now, I've heard that Alan Fung is going to run for for general treasurer. So, But this uh, Olivia Passaretti, she was a very talented athlete and really, really well-liked in the whole thing, folks. But this... You know, as I've been telling you, this is we are in a battle right now. We are absolutely in in a battle as far as um, you have. And, and, and I'll say this, the, the left, they're very loud. They are very loud and the progressives and they're very vocal. And, you know, the way they um, go after people and they intimidate. I'm not saying, you know, they intimidate me. But they, um, they make their presence felt. All right, I want to surf around a little on the news. Right now it's 125. How about this? More than 1,000 Boston public school staff members, including 461 teachers, are out on Tuesday. Fire them. Insanity. What do you mean you're out? Children belong in school. Do you understand that? Oh, no. This Republican can be Rhode Island's next governor, but he may run for the wrong office. Oh, I didn't. This uh, I, because I was in court. 
Oh, Dan McGowan. Uh, the hardest job in Rhode Island. <laughs> Sue Sianke, chairwoman of the state's feeble Republican Party. I haven't read this. The party made national headlines. State Representative Patricia Morgan, blah, blah, blah. Uh, party hasn't run a credible candidate for Congress since Brendan Doherty. Uh, unless they get their act together, they're at risk of being the weakest showing in a race for governor since 1992 when Bruce Sundland rolled over re-election over Elizabeth Leonard. Doesn't have to be that way. GOP Sardis Yankee could pick up the phone today and recruit a popular... See, but I want to read this because Sianke and Fung, doesn't, they don't get along. His name is Alan Fung. Completed his first full year out of politics. He's a law partner. He misses the game. Uh, he left popular ever. Built the city's rainy day fund. Um, boom, boom, boom. Wasn't even his biggest year yet. He helped his wife win. It's easy to sleep. Um, was a, she's the best fundraiser this time. She won't be walking through that door. They have a crowded field. Potential for a moderate, conservative, Republican, or independent win the race. Um... Huge primary on the Democrat side. They're going to damage each other. Let's see. Pat Sweeney, an attorney Republican operative who ran, uh, said it took Sunland three tries before he won. Sweeney said the race could be attractive for Fung because he still has big name recognition. It's true. Um, it would not be a shoe-in. One significant challenge, he and Sienke have never seen eye to eye. I, I'm going to disagree with that because Susie Yankee, who I know and I like, consider a friend and respect, but she can't help him get elected. So if she wants him to run, that's fine. If she doesn't want him to run, that's also fine. Because she's not going to, you know, she's not, Susie Yankee, the head of the Rhode Island Republican Party, she's not going to decide if he's going to be successful or not. Fung's wife resigned from a spot on the state Republican committee when Sienke became chair. When I asked about the idea of running for governor, she all she said was she doesn't think he's interested in that job. There are conservative members of the party who think Fung's too moderate, similar to Charlie Baker. Um, Fung won't woe you with a grand vision in the next generation, but he's a steady leader, gives Republicans a fighting chance. Um, that's true about if the, there's any money left over. She needs to make nice with Fung, do her best to clear the field of a primary, and convince him being treasurer just isn't very sexy. For his part, Fung has been sending my calls to voicemail, though I'm a dead. Uh, Sweeney said Fung will have to decide if this is the right moment, take one last shot at running for the state top job. One thing is for sure, you only get three bites of the apple. There's no fourth try. So the thing about this is, folks, and again, right now at 129, Cranston Mayor Alan Fung, um, it's, a, it's an open seat for general treasurer. And I have been under the impression that Alan Fung was going to run for general treasurer. Um, so one thing I know, and, and they write that last line, you can't lose three times. So it's, it's my understanding that Cranston, former Cranston Mayor Alan Fung felt, all right, I need to win a statewide election. And then if I win a statewide election, then down the line you could run for governor. But at least he needs to be the general treasurer. And I can't say that I, that I argue with that. So I'm on the Boston Globe website. I have no idea why they haven't written about the East Greenwich story yet. Nope. Unless the report is off. Is that what it is? 
Maybe the reporter's on vacation. For some reason, I know they don't cover everything, but kind of a big story. Um, let me just see. Uh, nope, I don't see it there either. It's not under crime. It's not on tough stories. That would be interesting. Now, listen, if Mayor Fung were to announce... And I'll call him later today if he's to announce that he was going to run for governor. I would, of course, I would support him. As opposed to who? Who, what, Nellie Gorbea? McKee? Dan McKee is showing that he is just not up to it. Here's the channel. 10 story. Family of East Greenwich teen killed. Calls her death murder. It is true. They are calling it that, but I don't know if they're going to, they're not going to get justice if they want it that way. But it is true. Folks, that dirtbag knew enough to get out of there. Held Aramis Segura, made two court appearances. He entered no plea in district court to felony charges, bail set. He appeared in Superior Court, violating an outstanding break in an entering charge. Um,. Boom, boom, boom. Hiding under the bed of his Charlestown home. Friday before the crash, according to DePetro.com, he made several posts on social media. I'm a drink and see what happened. I'm a Benz. Let's see if I can crash it up. Oh, my God. Channel 10 doesn't even have the right time for the vigil. It's 4.30 today, not 4 o'clock. What's the matter with these people? Can't these people get it right? Is it that difficult? You know, as I think of it, I didn't see anyone. That was I didn't see a reporter for the Boston Globe there today. But they're passing on the story. Oh, is it not hip enough? Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> that's interesting. They have a story on Geo in the Providence Journal. Uh, I do not see. I, I didn't see. I did not see anyone from the Providence Journal in court today. So, and Katie Mulvaney is a good reporter. So, I don't know why she wasn't there, but she was not there. So, they didn't go with that. Let me just double check. That would be interesting. So, they have no one. And then Cranston Mayor Alan Fung maybe decides he's going to, he's going to run for governor. It's possible. Channel 6 doesn't always update their website. And today is no exception. Okay. And that's no... Oh, no, there it is. Driver charged admits to drinking beer and smoking marijuana. What a pathetic loser this guy is. Oh, Laura Puglisi. She's very nice. He admitted to drinking three beers and smoking marijuana. He also admitted operating the car that killed Olivia Passaretti. Police found him in Charlestown hiding under his bed. <laughs> Witnesses saw him leave the scene of the crash. His girlfriend picked him East Greenwich after he borrowed someone's phone and called her. Found her in his Charlestown home hiding under the bed. What a brave guy. You know, it's interesting. He, did, he seemed a lot braver on social media before this all happened. All right, folks. Good afternoon at 1.33. It's the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Let me just say, uh, let's see, USA million cases in a day, one million. Robots are filling in for staff. Ooh, Biden to address nation. All right, now this is new. 
This is interesting about all these police in Providence. Uh, President Biden will address the nation this afternoon. I didn't know this about the current wave of the Omicron variant. Uh, variant excuse me. He'll deliver remarks following a briefing from members of the response team. You listen, all that means is he's going to ring read the uh, teleprompter, right? I mean, that's all that really means. So he doesn't really address the nation. Someone's going to write out a speech, and then he's going to attempt to read it off the teleprompter. Let me see this. 1918 flu even more relevant in 2022. Uh, mutation upends return to schools' workplaces. Uh, DeSantis slams hysteria, blames feds for shortages. Hospital workers sideline. New York City cuts subway service. Manhattan ER doc, uh, medical journal. Uh, violence flares of protests in Germany. There was a lot of violence at the protest in Germany. You know, for the I don't understand why the Boston. Well, we'll ask Dan McGowan tomorrow. Although he doesn't assign, you know, what stories they work on. And every listen, every media outlet, they pick what stories they want to focus on. Uh, everyone approaches it differently. I think it's a big story. I think crime, with what we've been dealing with, remains. I believe it remains a big story. Folks, right now at 1.35 on this Tuesday, I want to remind you about Propane Plus. Make Propane Plus your propane provider. In Rhode Island, call them at 401-885-4209. 401-885-4209. In Massachusetts, call Propane Plus at 508 508- 252-3359. Full service leading provider of propane to Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. You can depend on Propane Plus. Three generations of the Johnson family. They're available 24-7 for service and delivery needs. Now, many outdoor restaurants use propane to fill all the tanks. Call Propane Plus, and they're going to keep serving you for a long time. They offer online billing. Uh, ability to schedule your service delivery at the click of a button. Every customer receives a free safety inspection on the equipment. I have toured their facilities. They are tremendous. And remember, with Propane Plus, energy for everyone, affordable, sustainable, equitable, good for the environment, and now it's renewable. Propane Plus. Call them in Rhode Island at 401 885 4209. Folks, as always, visit the website. DePetro.com and DePetro.com, which is brought by Endzone Sports Pub. Happy New Year to everyone from Dana and his crew at Endzone Sports Pub, 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. Don't forget karaoke on Friday and Saturday nights. And then they also have the NFL ticket on Sundays. We have the NFL playoffs ahead. We have the Patriots in action. Endzone Sports Pub, 960 Menden Road. In Cumberland. So, folks, right now at 137, we have, um, there's obviously a lot of news on this Tuesday. And one of the things is that Governor McKee has now called out the National Guard. He has folded to the pressure. He has now called out the National Guard. Um, so, and that is very significant because for whatever reason, um, the he had hesitated. The National Guard, for whatever reason, as I said, Governor McKee had hesitated to call them out. Now, how serious 
is the situation at the hospitals. It's so serious that now Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee is calling out the National Guard. How about this? A record 4.5 million Americans quit their jobs in November. Boy, 2020 was really the great resignation, as they're calling it. But I also want to remind people, you know, there is a problem with people who are deciding that they're not going to work, that they don't want to work, that they just want the government to take care of them, that they want to just have. And, and what's frightening is so much of it is, um, in essence, so much of it is there are people who are running for office with the promise that they'll just continue giving these people money. That That's a problem. That, without question, that is is part of the problem that that comes into play so i want to just um let's see governor's office shares this photo of the governor meeting with the rhode island hospital leadership to discuss the national guard so kind of i don't know who's who came up with this idea so they don't let the media in they send a photo out kind of like when you see the president in the situation room Here's another headline. Rhode Island daily infections are skyrocketing. Hospitalizations continue to climb towards last year's levels. So that's not good. Hospitalizations jumped to 382 patients. New records Friday to Monday. 4,000 cases on December 30th and January 3rd. 146 COVID deaths in December. Lots of demand for boosters as well. So that... CDC, listen to this, was reporting 45% Omicron in New England a week ago. A couple of days before Dr. Scott gave the 10% number in Rhode Island. The CDC now says it's 82% in the region. (laughs) Wow. Could she be more off? Holy good God. They, they They have to replace Dr. Scott. I mean, that. Uh, how is she giving out that type of information? That That is, she's just not up for the job. Last Thursday, Dr. Scott suggested Omicron was 10% of Rhode Island surges. Rhode Island Health says it's now outdated. It's up to 45%. Now they're saying it's 83%. So, you know, I, I think that's, you know what else? Most members of the Rhode Island House GOP plan to defy the speaker's request they either wear a mask or attend the session in the upper gallery. I, you know, I, I don't know. I, like, are we supposed to, like, rally behind that in some way? What, 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 what are we to make of that? They're, they're not. Is that what, you know, this, this whole thing? I, I thought we were past that. Isn't that like a 2020 thing? Um. All right, now finally, Katie Mulvaney. I didn't see her in court. Suspect in New Year's Day crash found hiding under his bed. <laughs> I think I know. Do I know the public defender that was next to him? Hmm. From that angle, it would seem that way. Um, let's see. Let me just double check. Uh, let me stay on track. Folks, again, at 141, 
Good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I want to remind you about our friends at JKL Engineering. Call JKL today, 401-351-7600. JKL Engineering, the original, the best, it's JKL Engineering. Give them a call at 401-351-7600. JKL Engineering. Folks, also, I'm also... uh, Boy, there's a lot of people that are sending me even more information now with the record. It's really incredible how, um, let's see, a recent judge put in district court was selected because they had to put a person. Oh, okay. Uh, blah, 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 the DUI. Uh, Sharon from North Provolone. That could be the case. That could be the case. Hey, let me remind you on this sunny Tuesday, January 4th, that... In order to stay healthy, remember that you can pop by and see our friend Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. It's My Health in that historic white church diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. It's My Health. Vitamins, herbal remedies, local products like acai berry, acai honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum. Remember, she has hemp and CBD products, over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices. It's my health because it's your health. Pop it and see Marie. Wish her a happy new year. Listen, right now it's 143. If you're on Menden Road right now at 143, is it 143? Yes, 143 on this Tuesday. Pop in and see Marie at It's My Health and wish her a happy new year. Diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant, It's My Health. Pop in and see them. Well, the story, folks, if you go to the website, petro.com, you will see the criminal record of this person that was behind the wheel. And there's a larger story here. And I'm going to explain it to you in a moment. But I also want to remind you, this portion of the program is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Check out their brand new deck. Now, I know someone may say, well, wait a minute. It's very cold out. Well, they're going to, they're going to, uh, you know, I I think they're going to order. Did David tell me they're going to get the igloos? It's actually going to warm up. Tomorrow's going to be 52 degrees, for crying out loud. So, all right, it's chilly. But stop in and see them inside or outside. There's a great meal, good time waiting for you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. The reason why, when you look at the criminal record of this dirtbag that killed, crashed his car into a 17-year-old going 100 miles an hour, and he ran her off the road, you look at that criminal record, you have to ask yourself, an attorney, why was he on the road? And if also, if you check the website to Petro.com, I do have the statement from Attorney General Peter Narona, um, who I, I still think he's going to be tough to beat. But he was hiding under the bed. Uh, he is definitely feeling the heat right now, the Attorney General Peter Narona. He is, but he put out a statement. Um, they've been working closely with the Rhode Island State Police to investigate the crash, bring felony charges against the defendant, ensure he's held without bail. Uh, the defendant has a criminal history 
Notwithstanding past efforts to hold him to account, like many defendants, he has a cycle. He has cycled in and out of the criminal justice system for many years, going back over a decade. With that in mind, we're focused on this case, securing justice for Olivia and her family. Attorney General Peter Narona. Um, I'll say this about Peter Narona. He doesn't hide. I know that if I wanted, I could contact him and have him on, and I may do that. He doesn't hide. We've had other attorney generals that hid. The worst attorney general was Peter Kilmartin, who basically was living in Florida while he was AG. This guy doesn't do that. And I know he's got an opponent, but he's going to be he's going to be difficult to beat. So to just recap some of the news. So President Biden is going to speak this afternoon about covid folks. It's it's not your imagination. Um, The situation with covid and with this Omicron, it, I know some people think it's all about nothing and it's, it's just the flu and people get a cold. But I want to remind people that there are people who are not in great health. Uh, there are people who, in fact, um, they're not in great health or they have underlying conditions or they're older. And, you know, there, there are people older people sometimes or someone who they start off with a cold and they end up in the hospital with pneumonia. So, I mean, that that does happen. All right. Now, what is this? Nor'easter could bring substantial snowfall to Rhode Island this week. Holy cow. What? How is this possible? Three to six inches of snow. Forecasters are monitoring the growing potential for Nor'easter. Producing widespread substantial snowfall for southern New England. Storm should hit Thursday night into Friday, but there's still a lot of uncertainty on its track. Which which areas would get rain or snow? How much snow would accumulate? Using a blend of computer models, southern New England's likely to get three to six inches in a 24-hour period, Thursday night into Friday night. The consensus for the bullseye highest accumulation is 195, they said. So... All right. Well, you know, it was supposed to snow yesterday and we didn't get any. So we'll we'll wait on that. Um, All right. So it's January and sometimes we get snow. So there's there's that as well. There's that as well. So, folks, right now it's 148 and you hear me talk about whether it's this case or more. Go on to the website, depetro.com. We have the video there. Uh, They wouldn't let me film inside court, and I was in the same row with one of the family members, so I was trying to be uh, considerate of that. But we did do the live feed outside, and then we did interview one of the relatives. And what I'm told is the rest of the media is used in that interview, which is fine, which is fine. I have no problem with that. Um, They were respectful and so forth. But the the big news, as I was going to say, is... You know, this right now, this is a battle that is happening right now, whereas we need, we need a, we need people, um, we need people to start demanding law and order because it's not your imagination, the the state is starting to go off the rails. And, 
You know, I will contact Cranston Mayor Allen, former Cranston Mayor Allen Fung after the show because obviously, you know, at first I didn't think it was a good idea if he was going to run because I, I agreed with the premise that he needs to win a statewide office and it's an open seat for attorney general. But maybe maybe this is the time. I don't know. I'm going to talk to him. Um, I will uh, take his temperature, hear him out. Uh, I was prepared to support him if uh, Mayor Fung, if he was going to run for Mayor Fung, if he was going to run for general treasurer, and um, and then I would I would support him if he was going to run right now for governor, because it would seem that no one right now is running for governor and someone's got to run for governor because if if we just you know leave it up to let's see who wins the primary i I, i've already told i've already shared what i think is going to happen with the primary um folks on thursday uh you're going to hear a lot of talking again good afternoon at 150 it's john DePietro on am 1380 and 99.9 fm on Thursday, it's the one-year anniversary of January 6th. And as much, I'll tell you where the other side completely fails, is they don't want to acknowledge what happened the entire summer of 2020. As all of us watched, Black Lives Matter, Antifa, and these protesters basically protest and destroy every major city in the country. We're supposed to pretend we didn't see that. We're supposed to believe the best thing that sums it up was actually, it was one of the protests. I I think in, when Kyle Rittenhouse was there and, you know, those protests in Wisconsin for Jacob Blake and the CNN protesters saying, despite the fires, it's mainly a peaceful protest in Waukesha where... Behind him, you see things burning, buildings burning. And how, the, as you know, the biased mainstream media continue to say the peaceful protesters. It, it became a joke. It is a joke, peaceful protesters. So, so what did we have? Uh, you know, some of our group, some of the Trump supporters who normally never cause problems, Got felt that they weren't getting straight answers in the election. And I also want to remind people that, you know, take President Trump out of the mix. Listen to me right now at 152. We do not have legitimate elections in Rhode Island. We do not have legitimate elections in Rhode Island. It's so tainted with corruption. And, and I will again repeat. And some people don't get it. But in my mind, in my mind, it begins and ends with who's allowed to register to vote. People say, we're going to go and monitor the polls. You can do that every time. They don't show up to the polls. It's who's registering to vote. There are people on the voter rolls who should not be on the voter rolls. Illegals, people who don't live here, and others. And there's thousands and the, Rhode Island has several problems with voting. One is, and, and they call it with the campaigns, ballot harvesting. Campaigns are allowed to go out and collect votes. So I hire you 
to, I'll pay you 20 bucks a vote. You go out and you get collect all these, quote, absentee or mail ballots. And then, and people make thousands of dollars from it. So there's that. We should not have all this early voting, uh, the drop boxes, all of that stuff leads to corruption. You know what else? We don't have someone really on the front line who's calling attention to it. This guy, John Marion, who most people won't know, who works for Common Cause, all, all he ever says is, no, it's all, you know, we need as many people voting as possible. Many, so he has some incentive. The more people that vote, they get some kind of benefit from it. But I'm telling you that our election system is, it's not legitimate. It's not. Our elections are not. Joe Biden, supposedly, what? Got how many votes in Rhode Island? Like, we're supposed to believe that? There's, there's, there's no way. There's no way he got the number. There's no way that Joe Biden got more votes than Barack Obama. Not happening. Didn't happen. I don't believe that. So until that is changed, it, you know, nothing changes if nothing changes. And right now, that is the direction that, that things are going. So this, the people upset on January 6th, they had a reason to be upset. And, and it's, it's, it's uh, appalling when someone like Cicilline lectures us about President Trump on January 6th. Because no one, I don't believe anyone in Rhode Island has circumvented the voting process more than Congressman David Cicilline. You know, on, on MSNBC, and sometimes I'll flip a morning joke, Joe, and they, they talk about... And this great theory and fear about the replacement voters, I'm telling you right now, it's real. Cicilline's done it. Cicilline got tired of people questioning him. And he's like, you know what? I don't need you. I'm going to bring these people in and I'm going to register them to vote and I'll just take their ballots. And they don't care. They let us fill it out ourselves. I am telling you that goes on. And all the people who move out of Providence and so forth. Remember, in 2012, Gordon Fox was the speaker, and he and Cicilline redistrict the first congressional district, CD1, as they call it. Cicilline, it's the old Patrick Kennedy district. Before that, it was the old Ron Makeley district, and then way back, it was St. Germain, right? CD1, congressional district one. Cicilline redesigned it to give himself more of Providence. Because he can bury more votes in Providence. People who shouldn't be voting. And think, what happened to Gordon Fox? He went to federal prison. So that's what happened to Gordon Fox. Folks, this portion of the program, and again, check the website to Petro.com. We have original stories up, video, and more. It's brought to you by Pat Elston, Caldwell Banker Realty. Pat is based in Cumberland, 20 years experience. She's a joy. Call Pat Elston this afternoon. And wish her a happy new year. She's licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Maybe this is the year that you either buy or sell. I know if you do that, you want to go with Pat Elston. 401-474-5253. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's 157. So as I mentioned, President Biden apparently is going to address the nation. To me, that's really not an address. He's just going to read whatever they write out for him. Governor McKee is going into the bunker. 
Governor McKee, Rhode Island is inundated right now with the virus. Governor McKee, this should really be the big news. How bad is it? He has called out the Rhode Island National Guard to help out at the hospitals and testing sites because Rhode Island is completely overwhelmed. Completely overwhelmed right now due to poor planning, poor planning from... Governor McKee and Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott. And Dr. Scott cannot even get the numbers right. Dr. Scott said Omicron was 10% in the state. And instead, it's 85%, I believe, in the Northeast. Um, So there's that. Uh, let me see this update. Blake Filippi's letter to Joe Sakaki on masking was dated. There's no sign of a public shift in the stance since then. You know, I, I don't know what to make of that. I mean, there's so many other things to me to be fighting about. The mask thing is just, I, I, I don't, I, 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 I like the members of the Republican delegation in the House at the State House. And I respect them and like them. Uh, Newberry, Chippendale. Blake Filippi, but there's so many other arguments to pick instead of the mask one, but that's where it goes. Folks, we're going to be doing a one after dark later on. Remember, if there's breaking news, we are there. Last, I don't know, Wednesday, Thursday, I don't remember, we were up on Charles Street, three-hour standoff with police. Who was right there in tactical gear? The chosen one was. It's John DePietro. Listen, we're back on the radio tomorrow at 11. Facebook Live later. Do yourself a favor. Check out the website, Demetra.com. You can see our live feed stream we did outside of court today. I want you to stay tuned for the 2 o'clock news and then the John Dion program. And it's all WNRI Winsocket. WNRI.